I would get there, you know, early. Nate rolls in about 10:30, and then uh, <laughs> I, I gotta work. I got I got work to do. I got work to do. Well, well, make. I've been here for for two and a half hours, so I've been getting work done while you've been asleep. I actually do like the scenario. You know, it's crazy of them going on the road. It just to me, that seems to be when they play their best. They all, you know, us against the world. That seems to be what brings out the best in this team. Now the Ravens have their back up against the wall. People think they suck. All that stuff. I think that 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 plays into their hands a little bit. Welcome into the lounge. You know, it's been three straight losses now, and it it feels like you go through a three-game skid in the NFL, it feels like an eternity. Honestly, have we won a game since 2019? I can't remember. Well, there's there's the three games there's there's the three game skid, and that's obviously a huge piece of it. But beyond the three game skid, you also have, you know, the COVID breakout, the delay of the Seriously. game. There was the bye week that was also worked in there. So the Ravens have won one game in the last six weeks, and that was against the Colts. Um, I've aged I've aged six years right now. I look I like our guy Clifton Brown right now. I'm <laughs> what are you trying to say? What are you trying to say? <laughs> That's a good segue to say Clifton Brown is on the pod with us today. <laughs> There you That's go, quite Cliff. the introduction. That's your, that's your introduction. I usually don't get insulted until after I'm introduced. So. <laughs> you guys are really on the game today, huh? Well, it's a well, salty lounge today. Exactly. See, you know, I think, Garrett, didn't you mention it in the last episode where you miss you miss coming in on the Mondays, mm-hmm. in this case Thursdays, uh, and, and just having the post-game breakdown with the three of us. So that's what we're trying to recreate here today. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we've talked about it before, but we usually spend the first – Basically, from the time we walk in the building until lunch, it's the recap. It's the recap. Yeah. There's not well, much getting I, done. I have to edit late for work, so generally Garrett's still flapping his gums. So I have to be like, shut up, shut up. I gotta, I gotta do this. I gotta work. I gotta focus for a second. And then, I, then we can keep going. Well, you know, here's the difference. Just you know, this is when we used to work in the building. I would get there, you know, early. Nate rolls in about ten thirty, and then uh, <laughs> I, I gotta work. I got, I got work to do. I got work to. Do. Well, well, make. I've been here for for two and a half hours, so I've been getting work done while you've been asleep. So that's hey, the difference. A, thanks a lot, also, for just ticking me off this morning. You know, I wake up, I, I go to bed salty about the rest. I wake up, pull up Twitter. There's your tweet about the false start on the on the uh, third down completion that yeah. the Steelers had. Should have been flagged call back for a false start so just just ticking me off first thing in the morning after i finally settled down so thanks a lot for that can we let's let's that's a good place to start you know <laughs> we want to break down this game and also look forward um but i always struggle with how much to put on the refs in any game because oh, i'm a big ref complainer guy Love well I lo- everyone loves to complain about the refs everybody complains about the refs <laughs> but in terms of like how much it really impacted things and all that i think that last night's game was the rest played a significant role in why the ravens lost and i i the end of the half that false start that should have been called on third and six all of a sudden now it's third and 11 much different ball game they probably don't get it although maybe they complete another ridiculous pass who knows i mean that was a great play and at the end of the day like look Chuck Clark had an opportunity to knock it down. Luke Wilson had an opportunity to catch that football. So it's not like the refs are 100% to blame, but I may be giving them 25%. I'm giving them some. Cliff, what do you give them? Well, here's here's what really bothered me about the goal line situation is you're supposed to be looking for that in that situation. So it always bothers me when refs blow a call that they should be anticipating anyway. I mean, what else were the Steelers supposed to try and do? Like get up quickly? I mean, of course they're going to try and do that. 
So you, when they don't do it, you throw the flag. Mm -hmm. I just don't get in that situation why a flag wasn't thrown. Yeah. Well, and, and this is two times this year against the Steelers. I mean, last the earlier game this season, they should have put more time on the clock on the Ravens' final drive. Mm -hmm. And then there's the hit on Willie Sneed in the end zone, too. So you're like, guys, what is going on here? How bad do you want the Steelers to go undefeated? Like, and I, I say that facetiously. I don't actually think that, like, whatever. Some people take it to another level with the refs that it's a conspiracy yeah. theory and all that. I don't buy that for a second. I don't think the NFL's involved. None of that stuff, yeah. right? But I do think, I, I think the refs have done a crappy job in both games against the Steelers this year. And and let's be honest, like, like I said, I like complaining about the refs. I do it all the time. But this year, it seems like it's gone above and beyond in key moments Big games, and just and just over the course of the season. I mean, ha, what what's the have opponents been called for a holding penalty against us all year? I think it's like they haven't had a defensive pass interference or something crazy. Like yeah. the Ravens are getting called for a lot of penalties this year among the league leaders, and their opponents are being called for the fewest. So like, it, at some point, like you would think the law of averages, but nope. Ravens keep coming up on the short end of the stick when it comes to the referee. Yeah, I thought that that the game against the Steelers really illustrated two points of that. One is the missed calls. So the missed call at the end of half, the missed call on the false start on that third and six. Then there's the the overcalls on the Ravens. Multiple holdings. Four holdings called, two against DJ Fluker, uh, one against Anthony Levine, and then I think there was one other one that was mixed in there that I can't remember. I'm trying to black out the game, but... But the Levine one seemed legit, but a couple of the others seemed soft on Fluker, um, which yeah. took away nice plays. So it's like yep. not only are you missing key penalties or things that should be false start, you're also penalizing the Ravens at times where they shouldn't be penalized. And then there's also like then there's a 50-50, which like an example of that that I think of is the last time the Ravens played the Steelers. And that's the Willie Sneed gets decapitated in the end zone, no flag play. Right. Okay. You know, I, I think that could have gone either way. But right. on any of them that are 50-50, are none of them are going the Ravens' direction this year. Yeah, completely. I completely agree. It, it just, honestly, it just feels like a bad luck year. And I'm not saying that to like, as in, all right, just throw in the towel. It's not our year kind of way. But up to this point, everything that seems like it can go against the Ravens does go against the Ravens. Mm -hmm. and then, Yeah, and I guess big picture with that, too, is, I mean, when you think about the Ravens' season now, six and five, to me, that's like the worst they could possibly be, considering, like, how they played, you know. Usually, mm -hmm. you're like, uh, you know, eight and three. Well, we could be, you know, 11 and two, or we could be, you know, six and five. To me, like, they're at the low end. They've gotten the least out of their wins, out of their performances. Um, yep. They're, they're not a six and five team to me. But that's what their record is. And now they've got to try and dig out a hole. Yeah. Right. And the thing about the game against the Steelers that was just frustrating is you you go into it, and I don't know about you guys, but didn't have a lot of confidence considering all that the Ravens went through. 20-plus guys on COVID over the course of the week. No Lamar Jackson. All these Pro Bowlers are missing. Haven't practiced in two weeks. It wasn't exactly an ideal scenario to go play the best team in the NFL on the road. So, right. but then all of a sudden it's close. I'm sorry. Wait, wait. Best team in the NFL. The only I still I still think the Chiefs are the best team. Yes, that's probably what you're saying. The yes, only undefeated team in the NFL. The only undefeated yes. team in the NFL. That's correct. Um, and it wasn't an ideal situation. And then, but also, and it's close. And now, then you talk yourself into it, 
And I'm sitting here thinking, give Trace one more time, baby. Give him one more shot. Give him one more shot. He's going to drive him down the field again. <sighs> I'm, I, I, for whatever reason, I'm more, more upset and angry and disappointed in this game than some of the others this year. This one really just the refs, <laughs> the situations, the fact that they shouldn't have been in it and then they were in it. They didn't get the ball back at the end. I would have loved to see what Trace could have done in that situation. Everything about it just makes me angry. I, yeah, yeah, I wasn't I wasn't as angry as you were last night. I think I was just like, wow, we're giving him a game. Like, you know, should have been up at halftime. And But I guess I, I went in saying, all right, this is going to be really, really tough to win. Now, like you said, when you're still in it and you have a chance to pull off such a, an upset, it's disappointing. But I wasn't as angry as you were. I was more angry at the first Pittsburgh loss. I just, you know, the turnovers just killed them. Like, the Ravens dominated that game. The Ravens should have won that game hands down. But then you just get these turnovers on top of bad refereeing. The New England game was, oh, that was so infuriating because, once again, the Patriots aren't a good team this year. The Ravens should have won that game. But, the, you know, every time the offense stepped on the field, there, here comes the rain. Just, <laughs> just I mean, it was, it's uncanny. I mean, Mother Nature didn't want the Ravens to win that game uh, just as much as Bill Belichick didn't want the, Ra- the Ravens to win that game. So it was just, yeah, some of those, ang- and then, of course, Tennessee. Oh, God. <laughs> Uh, why are we doing this to ourselves? Uh, I don't know. We do. Well, here, we're going to take a quick break because Crown Royal wants to remind you to take a water break and moderate your drinking. Thank For you, you guys, Royal. you probably have to take a water break after yeah. the end of that game last night. Stay hydrated. <laughs> stay royal. Crown Royal Canadian whiskey. All right, so Cliff, um, you said that the team is basically low end of where they could be right now. I guess the good news is is that you got a chance to write the ship here down the stretch. And like when we go back to April and the schedule comes out and you're looking at it and you're doing the whole thing, you look at the how the season ends up. You've got the Giants, you've got the, the Cowboys this week, you've got the Bengals still, you got the Jags. You're feeling like the team can rattle off some wins here. What is your feeling about the rest of the way? Yeah, I don't think there's any reason not to feel that way. It usually doesn't go this much by script. I mean, we looked at the schedule, like you said. We knew this last game with the Steelers, even before the season, looked like that was going to end their toughest stretch of the season. And it's worked out that way. It hasn't worked out the way the Ravens wanted even over the last five games with them having, you know, too many losses to the point now where they're going to have to hustle to get in the playoffs. But when you look at those teams that they have left on the schedule, there's no reason to think that they can't turn things around. Obviously, you feel like the team has already been through a lot and should be getting guys back. So that will obviously help. And now there, there is a sense of urgency. I mean, the Ravens know that they have to win these games. I mean, so I expect them to play well down the stretch. There were a lot of things to like out of that Steelers loss, as frustrating as it was. And, yeah, I, I do expect that they're going to be okay. But the only thing that worries me is, A, the margin for error is gone, and, B, this year is so crazy that just you just don't know what could happen from week to week. So I'm a little, mm-hmm. I'm a little worried about that, but I think they'll be okay. Yeah, I think what concerns me is, you know, you obviously look at it and you look at the remaining teams on the schedule and what their records are and, and where they even rank, you know, Football Outsiders does a good job of, of kind of taking the record out of it and saying, how good are these teams, right? Dallas is number 28 in the league mm-hmm. out of 32. Cleveland is 23. Jacksonville's 29. Giants are 25. Cincinnati's 31. 
Okay, so you're just looking at how strong these teams are, and they're all in the bottom quarter of the league, if not lower than that. I don't have, I'm not so good at math. <laughs> um, but so, like, you look at that, and you're like, yeah, sure, the Ravens have a chance to just run the table here, win five straight. You finish eleven and five. You're looking really good, right? Then you roll into the playoffs hot. It's a different narrative than the past couple years. Hey, maybe you can flip the script, right? But you still have to win these games. That's the thing, right? Like, like right now, you 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 just can't chalk up a win against a sub five hundred team when you're a team like the Ravens. That yeah, of course they're a better team than all these teams, but the Ravens have some warts too, and they already lost to the Patriots, who are a sub five hundred team that they should have beaten. So it's not like you can't just say, oh yeah, schedule's soft. We're going to cruise in. Like you said, Cliff, the margin for error is gone, right? You still, I think, are going to have potentially players missing against the Cowboys because of yeah. the COVID situation. It's not like you're back to full strength. And the Ravens have some warts this year. So do I feel good about it? Do I feel like the Ravens can get hot? Absolutely. But, like, let's not all sit here and pretend like, all right, it's it's totally fine, totally fine. They're, they're, they're We're still going to make the playoffs. It's all good. You know what I mean? Like, I'm so concerned. <laughs> Yeah, well, I think there's there's two things there in my mind. One is that if the Ravens can't win, I don't know, four of these next five games to get to yeah. 10 and 6, then they're not a good enough team to be in the playoffs. Like, For that's sure. just the reality of it. So, like, I agree with you. You can't, like, the team can't sit here and say, all right, well, it's done. That's a win against Dallas. That's a win against Jacksonville. All right, sign us up. Who are we playing the right. first round? Like, certainly the players can't do that. But I think it's fair to look at it and say, I agree. Of like, course. And if they don't win them, then they're not a good enough team. They shouldn't be there. You know, they're yeah. just not. And so I think that that is a component. The other thing that complicates matters this year is just the quality of the AFC. Like, yep. who had the, in your mind, who had the Raiders as a team that we're going to, the Ravens are going to be competing for a playoff spot with? Who had the Browns at eight and three at this point? Who had the Bills? Are Bills eight and three also? Um, you know, like you look at it, you got the Bills, you got the Raiders, um, you well, got the, the Raiders Brown- just got smoked by the Falcons. I know, got, I know, but and, and they- the, Dol- the Dolphins and Raiders, what it's going to come down to is, I think two teams from the AFC South are going to get in, right? Titans and Colts, let's say. Colts sure. are seven and four. Okay, then we're looking at at least two teams, hopefully three teams potentially from the AFC North. Right now, the Ravens are two games behind the Browns, but have the tiebreaker and get to play them again. So let's just say three teams from the AFC North get in. Really, it's it's a competition between the Ravens, the Dolphins, and I think the, the Raiders. Dolphins. Yeah, the Dolphins right. And the, and the and the Dolphins are kind of they've lost what two straight, I think. Yeah, no, that, did they win the, one? That the Dolphins are the other team that I again, I, I don't think anyone would have really bought it if he had said the Ravens are going to be scrapping for a playoff spot with the Raiders and right. the, the Colts and the Dolphins this year. Well, Dol- sorry, the Dolphins are coming off a 20-3 to win over the Jets. But they lost to the Broncos the week before. Here's The, the rest of their schedule is Bengals, Chiefs, Patriots, Raiders, Bills. So the Dolphins got a tough stretch the, way- the rest of the way. Right. After this Bengals game. I mean, the, the, uh, the Ravens have to get to 10 wins for sure. And 10 might not do it. 10 might not do it um, yep. this year. So Even think- in an expanded playoff field. Yeah, it might not, just given the quality of the AFC. But here's the thing. Here, Here is the thing. And this is why I am still optimistic. Are you, if, if the Ravens see, if they rattle off these next five, 
nice and easy just like Mink said nice and easy done (laughs) deal Um, if you rattle off these next five and you face in the first round the Steelers or the Titans bring it bring it right bring it do you either of you feel like that's an L because I feel like that's a win I I thought I honestly said I was on the record that it was L against the Titans come followed by a dubs knocking off the undefeated Steelers I was feeling a win and then COVID-19 said, no, no, you're not feeling a win anymore, <laughs> right? But I, I, I think if the Ravens were at full strength, that's a win. I really do. And, and the way this defense is playing, I mean, the way they played against the Steelers was remarkable. The way this defense is playing, it, it just – I think the offense was starting to find some rhythm. I think they can find it down the stretch here. So, no, I think, I think if, the, if the Ravens do make the playoffs – and in part because they will have to get on a roll in order to do so, that they could they could be a very tough out in the playoffs. What do you think, Cliff? Yeah, I don't mind the Ravens going on the road either for a playoff game. I don't nope, mind I it at all. I would rather that. Right. And if they can just get that one playoff victory and get that out the way, mm-hmm. then I think they would return to being how they used to be, like a team nobody wanted to face in the playoffs. That's the way yep. – the Ravens, John Harbaugh's teams were, you know, during his first five years. No one wanted to see them in the playoffs. And I think they would return to that if they could get that first playoff win. And I actually do like the scenario, you know, it's crazy of them going on the road. It just, to me, that seems to be when they play their best. They all, you know, us against the world. That seems to be what brings out the best in this team. Well, that's a, a scenario that they haven't been in really all year long, right? I, I do think that the Ravens going into this year, everybody's saying, you know, they're Super Bowl favorites, you know, it's them and the Chiefs. Like, they weren't an underdog all year, according to Vegas, until the Steelers game when they had to call up 10 players from the practice squad day of the game. So, like, I mean, they weren't even an underdog when they faced the defending Super Bowl champion Chiefs. They were favored in that game. I think the Ravens play better and this is the case for a lot of teams. They like that chip on their shoulder. They like being the underdogs. They like having to prove themselves and all that stuff, as opposed to being the team with a target on their backs. Now the Ravens have their back up against the wall. People think they suck, all that stuff. I think that that, that plays into their hands a little bit. I think another component of that is I think John Harbaugh's a good wartime general. And yeah. and when things are going poorly, I mean, I think you saw it this week. Um the Ravens had no business being in that game the way they were last night. They just did it, given all the players who were out, given the fact they didn't practice, and they played really tough, really well in a really competitive game. And I think that that's been the case for Harborough's teams so many times over the course of his career. And when they're in a situation where they're down and out and it looks like, you know, again, backs against the wall, whatever, whatever cliche you want to throw out there, they tend to come out fighting and play, I think, some of their best, most inspired, most competitive football. And I love the tone after the game last night. I really did. I just felt like they, there was not a dejected tone after that game. It was one of, look, we got five games left, and, and this game showed us something, and we can get on a roll here. Right. They sounded better after this game than, she's most games I can remember recently, you know, was – it was almost, they sounded like they won the game. Mike Tomlin <laughs> acted like they lost 30 to nothing. It was crazy. Right. <laughs> yeah, Mike Tomlin said it was a junior varsity performance by the Steelers. They also, 
uh, Juju Smith-Schuster also had some backhanded, you know, we were playing against the JV squad, all that kind of stuff. So the Ravens won't forget that either if they get to uh, face this team again. I, I, I think that Ravens would not forget a lot of the things that have been said and done by the Steelers and the Titans over the last year. I, yes. I think they're itching to see both those teams again for that reason. Yep. Completely. For a million different reasons, but particularly that. The only team I don't want to see is the Chiefs. Let's somebody else beat the Chiefs. <laughs> oh yeah, that I mean that'd be no. nice. No, I don't want the no, I don't want the Chiefs. I don't want I don't want a piece of the I, the Chiefs to me are the Steelers to Garrett. I'm scared. No, I'm scared. I, I, I'm I'm scared of the Chiefs too. Don't get it wrong. <laughs> so you're you're just scared of everybody. I I'm not. I actually I think that if the Ravens see the Steelers or the Titans in the playoffs, I I like that matchup. I really do. I just I like that for. For the Ravens, I think that's a win. I mean, look. I, love, I love this podcast. We're sitting here having extensive playoffs talk, playoffs talk, and the, six and five, and the potential playoff opponents, and we're riding a draw up the bracket. Skin. Draw it up right now, baby. Put it on the board. We're, we're on a three-game skid. Oh man, I'll tell you, it it has been the weirdest week, man. The weirdest week, and I will say another thing after the game that that kind of hit me is is this this does have more of a ripple effect than just who can play and who can't you know i mean the the ravens went through a storm they went through a storm i mean this is the worst outbreak in the nfl yeah the worst and and like you know that that takes a toll and and hopefully obviously knock a wood cross our fingers that the ravens are out of it first of all you know and that they've done taken all the precautions necessary and that we're out of this outbreak but and and above all else Let's pray that everybody's safe and their families are safe because that is of utmost performance of importance. Yep. Um, but once, once that is behind the Ravens and everybody's healthy, I do think that the Ravens are going to be a stronger team because of all of this, because they got through this storm. Um, obviously you don't want to go through it. That's the last thing you want. But I do think that that, that will be something that this team won't forget. And that will kind of bring these guys together ultimately. Yeah, well, I mean, you definitely obviously want to be playing your best, you know, December, January, and that's hard to orchestrate, you know, no matter what you try and do, it's hard to hit your peak when you want to by things that you can control. But to me, the Ravens are in a situation now where some uncontrollable circumstances could kind of help them do that. I mean, the schedule's playing in their favor down the stretch. Some of these uh, older guys, you know, they're getting they're getting a little time off un, unwillingly, but there mm-hmm. was some they may feel a lot fresher. Some of these guys coming down these last three or four games than they would have under normal circumstances. They're they're having to play a lot of guys who normally wouldn't be playing as many snaps who are playing well, so they're gaining confidence. So yeah, I mean. Very rarely does the team that's playing best, no matter what year or which team it is, in October, lately seem like they win the Super Bowl. It seems like that team that gets out hot last year was the Ravens. That, you know, in early November, they were the favorite to go. Uh, and I remember some years, you know, the Packers getting off to great starts, the Chiefs before they finally broke through. It's usually not that team for whatever reason. So maybe this is the Ravens' turn to sneak in the back door. It's certainly – they're going through more adversity than you'd like to see, but still, it's not too late. We're gonna let's take a quick break, and then when we come back, we'll uh, really dive into what the Ravens need to do to uh, to make that run that we're all talking about. 
Ravens fans know there's only one truck brand strong enough to partner with the Lounge and the Ravens Podcast Network, and that's Ram Trucks, Motor Trend's back-to-back truck of the year. The Ram 1500 offers an available Ram Box cargo management system, four-corner air suspension, and a huge amount of rear legroom. When properly equipped, the Ram 3500 is a heavy-duty workhorse that boasts a 1,000 pound-feet of diesel torque. Go to Ram.com today for great deals on a wide selection of Ram trucks, now with door-to-door delivery. All right, so if the Ravens are going to get hot, they, they, they need to play better, you know, obviously. And so, Ryan, you talk about how you can't just chalk up these games as wins. Like, mm-hmm. What in your mind needs to happen? I, I think that, you know, there, there's a lot of layers to what's going on right now. I think one thing I just want to point out is we, we all talk about a guy going on a COVID list and then coming back like it's an ankle injury. He's going to be out two weeks, and then mm-hmm. uh, he'll be mm-hmm. back after that. No one really knows yeah. if a guy gets this, like what the implications are, how a guy feels, how he responds. And, you know, based on what John Harbaugh said, it doesn't sound like any of the players who we're dealing with are in a terrible place, which is great. Um, but, like, you don't know. It's a, a, it's a respiratory with... virus. I mean, yeah. There's, like, the, like <laughs> Football is a tiring game. Yeah. So, so you know, I, I saw a little bit of that when, it, when, uh, when when yesterday was the first day that Mark Ingram and J.K. Dobbins could come back. And it's like, why aren't they playing? It's like, well, they just, you know, they were on the COVID list for the past 10 days. And, and so there's an implication there that you have. So anyway, I just wanted to say that point. But what do you guys think the team needs to do if they're going to get rolling here? I think we all look at the offense. Like, what needs to happen to make this, make this you know, kind of save the season? I mean, I wish I could come up with something new. But, <laughs> I mean, the big plays – Look at that look at that Marquise play from last night. How much that changed the whole game, even though it was very, very late. With just one play, the Ravens, you feel like, yep. okay, they gave it the, the gallant fight. They're gonna go down. He makes that play and it's like they've got a chance to win. I mean, and they're just starving for more plays like that. Even the RG three run early in the game. It, it doesn't necessarily have to come from the passing game which is another reason why it was, to me, so disappointing to see Dobbins' role get interrupted. I thought that he was on the verge of maybe being a guy who could give them some splash plays, and right. now his season's been interrupted again. But they need that more than anything. The defense, to me, I'm not worried about. I mean, they've got the talent. Uh, they've got the system. I think the defense is something they can hang their hat on all the way. But it's, it's the offense. It's the yeah. offense to me that that's I'm most, you know, concerned about producing big plays. If they can do that, then they're right there with anybody to me. If not, if they've got to grind it out and you don't see those splash plays, it's just going to be hard, especially when you start talking about the team that, you know, everybody's scared of, seemingly Kansas City. You've got to be able to, you know, you're not going to hold them down for four quarters. You've got to answer with some big plays of your own. Yeah. I mean, let's be honest. On defense, it's been injuries. You know, I mean – they get healthy. They get Brandon Williams back on the field, Calais Campbell, and like you said, Garrett, you know uh, these guys are coming off the COVID list, so we'll you know we'll see. But once the defense gets healthy, which it will ultimately, just keep doing you. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, they, they I have no fear that they can do pretty well against these offenses that are coming up. The Browns are going to obviously be the biggest test. That's a run-heavy team. They've run on the Ravens before. The Ravens have to prove that you know the 
the tackling issues they had against the Titans are behind them. Um, but they didn't have all their they didn't have their full stables, particularly on the defensive line against the Titans or against the Patriots. So get healthy. I think the defense is going to be just fine. You hope that Hollywood, you know, the 70 yard touchdown is a springboard to something better. You know, obviously a lot of fans have been disappointed in what's what's happened with him. I still think Hollywood's a, a good player who's going to break out here eventually. It's just a matter of time. Um, and, and hopefully that time just came. Hopefully we just saw it, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I couldn't agree more that it's going to take more splash plays from the offense and the defense just keep doing you. So you think, do you, you think that that play uh, from Hollywood could be a sign of things to come? I think it could be. Yeah, I'm not going to say, oh, yeah, I'm totally flipping the script. It's, it's done, yeah. you know? I, I, I think that Hollywood, I would have liked to see him break a couple more in that game, you know, get away after catching the ball. You know, I'm still surprised that he just doesn't pick up more yards after the catch for a guy that's that fast. Get him in space somehow. You know, there was another deep ball that, he, you know, it was thrown to the outside shoulder. He was looking for it on the inside, but he didn't quite adjust. There's a ball I thought he could have laid out for and maybe made a play on. So I don't think it was like a perfect game for Hollywood or his best game. But hey, that's okay. Maybe his best game is still ahead of us. I, I I just disagree with the fans who think that the sky is done. You know, I think Hollywood is far from done. Mm-hmm. Right, right. I, I, I see you, this, you're I agreeing with that, Cliff. I see you shaking your head. Yeah, I mean, once he got the space, like once he made that first guy miss, I'm thinking he's going to score. I mean, mm-hmm. he, he, you know, even kind of just took his time doing it because he knows that once he gets a step on a guy, he's not getting caught from behind. So, no, it's definitely there. And there have been plays early in the season where, to me, Lamar's timing on these throws were off. He Hollywood had his man beaten. Either the throw was late, a couple of them were overthrown. It hasn't been all him, the reason why he has this stretch, where he had this stretch where you didn't hear from him that much. But they need him badly because he's the most likely guy to produce it. Um, I just feel like also – uh, Willie Sneed has stepped, stepped up, obviously, before he, he had to go on the list. There needs to be another guy filling that role as far as just a chain mover because they're not mm-hmm. running the ball with the success they had last year. And he's third and five, third and six. They haven't done a good enough job staying on the field. And so, you know, Dez, Willie, Duvernay, Boykin, it doesn't matter. It doesn't even have to be the same guy every week. But they need that guy other than Mark Andrews who's always going to get a, a ton of attention to fit, to be a guy that Lamar can just build chemistry with and keep the chains moving. Yeah, yeah I think that's that, that is one thing that's been a little bit, just to, to put a bow on the Hollywood conversation, that's been one thing that is disappointing with what we've seen from him so far. We knew that the big play potential was always going to be there. We saw that against the Steelers. But he has not been able to to get eight yards on a consistent and I, and no one thought that he was going to be what Anquan Bolden was where you just run an out route and go up and make a tough contested catch. That's not his game. But I did think that the Ravens would be able to do things with him, whether it's bubble screens, whether it's coming across the middle, mm-hmm. quick slants, just to get him the ball and get him that he could go get eight yards and that teams were going to have to play off of him because they're so much, so scared of that speed that if you need to go get a few quick ones, th- that was always going to be there. And it hasn't been. And I feel like that's been one kind of – we spend so much time talking about the big plays that I think that is something that um, is a little bit disappointing. The other thing I would say is, you know, I, I wonder about – Hollywood's still fast, obviously, 
But, you know, on that on that catch and run, I thought he was going to just run away from everybody. And he obviously got in the end zone. And so maybe that was just part of the strategy there that, that Mega Fitzpatrick had an angle on him and, and he kind of made him slow down and turn around and then scored anyway. But he didn't, like, explode. And he hasn't been running away from guys. Like, I look at when he, against the Patriots, they took a shot down the field and, um, and it was the one right before half. I think was it uh, McCourty who was running with him step for step. Um, mm. I just expected him to be running away from guys a little bit more. And I don't know if he's like, I don't know if the foot is still bothering him, but he doesn't doesn't seem to have that burst that you really want to see. And I hope that that changes over these next few games. Yeah. Um, so Let's, I want to take a, I want to take a minute to talk about Lamar real quick because I kind of think that this time off. For him, as long as everything is okay physically coming out of it, could be a good thing for Lamar Jackson. Mm-hmm. I just think he kind of needed a break. And this also just, you know, not having football. Like, you know, they said on the broadcast that we hadn't had a chance to talk to the players all week, but they talked to Hollywood Brown before the game and asked him how Lamar's doing. And he was like, dude, he is not happy about, like, he is missing this, uh, not being able to play. I just think that. I, I like a mental kind of shakeup for Lamar, a, a break, and also like the, you know, hunger for for getting back out there. I, I just think that that could be good. I've been talking about it all season. I just feel like Lamar's body language. There's just been a lot of built up frustration. That feels like for me, and maybe, you know, especially if he can come out and, and have a good game against a, a not very good Cowboys defense. I think that that could get Lamar going. Man, that would be great to see. I mean, uh, I, I do feel, yeah, that even I agree with your point about Lamar has looked frustrated early this year. I think he was starting to come out of it a little bit, though. Yeah, he was. The, the last couple of games. And, um, mm-hmm. yeah, so I don't think this break will hurt that at all. I mean, he's going to be really raring to go. He loves to play so much. Um, and, yeah, he knows how important he's getting. I thought it was interesting, too. I guess it was last week, but the last time I remember him talking, when he brought up on his own, it reminded him, this situation reminded him of the rookie year when he first took over and they they had to win. Um, to me, Lamar doesn't go back and talk too much about stuff that happened in the past other, other than Pee Wee football, which he loves to talk about. But <laughs> he, for him to remember that when he initially took over the starting quarterback, they had lost three games in a row and they needed to win a whole bunch of games to make the playoffs. He He's drawing on that. It, I just found that interesting that he recalled that himself. So it's on his mind and they're in the same situation mm-hmm. right now. And I think that he's looking to put, put the foot on the gas when he comes back. Yeah, I think that's a good point. Um, and that kind of goes to what we were talking about earlier, which is back against the wall. Got to win these games. You, you're already starting to hear it. No one believes in us. Lamar said it when he talked about that. It seems like everybody wants us to lose. You know, all those different things. Like I, I do feel like, you know, last year they went into that season with that mentality. Everyone thought that the Chargers had the had the mm-hmm. script on how to beat them. Lamar's not a legit quarterback, and so they kind of wore that like like a badge of honor all season long. You guys didn't believe in us. Look at what we're doing now. Even when they were rolling, there was still that sense of well, you you didn't believe in us at the start of the season. We're here to prove you wrong. This year. It was a like you said, Ryan. It was a different conversation. It was, oh, yeah. It was AFC Championship at least or bust. Uh, was kind of the they go undefeated, right? 
Yeah, could they yeah. go undefeated? I mean, that that was all the public conversation around this team. Um, and so there was not much discussion about are they going to make the playoffs as a wild card in a extended postseason. Like, that yeah. wasn't the conversation. And so now, now it is. Um, and I think that when they're in that situation where they have to they, – there is no margin for error. And I do think that they will play better in that environment. Yeah. All right, we have an email here, Garrett. We do. We're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we'll read that email. This season, when you trade up to Ram Trucks, you're getting power, luxury, and technology like you never imagined. You don't become the back-to-back Motor Trend Truck of the Year for nothing. And with the Ram 1500, you can get a lot of everything. Rear legroom, a reconfigurable center console. It's all available now, plus you get a lot more storage. Or you could also trade up to the Ram 3500 and get 410 standard horsepower in a gas engine. For these great deals and to find out more, Go to ram.com today. All right, time to jump into the email. As always, you guys can email us at the lounge at ravens.nfl.net. Send your questions every single week. This one comes from Aris. What a crazy week. I'll admit that I was bracing for the worst in the Steelers game, but the Ravens put on an incredible effort, especially on defense. If they get healthy, I would not be want I would not want to be one of the teams remaining on their schedule. So, like exactly what we're talking about. So two questions. Um, one is about the refs. He says, was there actually an offense that the refs could have called a penalty on when the Steelers were clearly taking their sweet time getting up from the goal line at the end of the second half? Yes, they could have called a delay of game there, uh, which would have stopped the clock and been a penalty. They should have called it. Vince Williams just was laying on Gus Edwards, and that should have been a penalty. Um, here, here, can I insert one thing there? Yeah. Now, even if they do call that penalty, I think it does – it, it helps the Ravens in that, like, okay, now you have a chance to actually, like, huddle and get that play instead of, like, a hurried up. Now the mm-hmm. play call was fine. The execution yeah. didn't work out. The play call was, was great. Um, it helps you in that way, but I do think just by virtue of him uh, laying on him for so long, I'm not sure that the Ravens would have had enough time to get two plays off after that. It would have Even been if tra- they called the penalty. Yeah. They would have had to put more time on the clock. Which they can do in that situation. Okay, they so can now... Say- if- Right. Yeah, you can say, all right, the penalty the penalty here was with eight seconds left. You know, right. this is where we're stopping it, and you're we're starting with eight seconds left. Right. Now, if they did that, then I think – and that's right. what I don't really understand with, like, a lot of the people that are criticizing the Ravens' clock management in that situation. Like, I, I think the plan going into it was sound, right? I mean, you, yeah. you snap it to, to Gus with, what, 23 seconds. If he yeah. doesn't get in, it's not 26, like... 26, I think, but yeah. Or 26, then you're right there. You should be able to get a, a playoff pretty quickly, which then is either a touchdown or an incomplete pass, which stops the clock, and then you can kick the field goal if you want or go for it on fourth down. So, you know, now I guess you have to factor in that they are going to probably hold your guys down if you don't get in on that run, and then you're putting it in the ref's hands to to stop that or something. Yeah, That's, I guess, the, the trouble. Right, and I, I've seen some p- criticism. They should have, or RG three should have spiked the ball there. Okay, well that were that makes sense only if you were, if you wanted to the field, goal. The field goal, which the Ravens right. weren't going to do. They had decided, which I, well, right. the Ravens were playing with RG three in a in a bunch of backups on their offense. If you're at the one yard line, you're probably oh. not going to be down there again. Totally, totally. You go for it. There, there's no way you kick that field goal. Get no. out of here. You go for it. And so that meant, even if he spikes it, you only have two plays. They ran those two plays. So I I don't really criticize the clock management. I guess the the criticism could be if you go pass, pass, and then on the third, you could have run in that situation. Um, Sure, then you can get an extra play. But look, the the play call worked. Right, exactly. Yeah, he put put it in his hands. 
Luke Wilson didn't catch it, catch the ball, you know, and then you're, and it's a different conversation. Yeah. Um, and then the other part of the question here, and, and this is um, something we, we did spend a little time talking about, but it seems like this team has been penalized for illegal formations and motions a ton of times this year. Uh, is that a matter of, yep. Is that a matter of timing and execution, pre-snap mov- movements? Uh, what, what's the reason for that? <laughs> Anybody got an I've answer? Stu- to that I've one? stumped both of you. Anybody got an answer for that? I, I have. I mean, I, I I do have an answer. One is that the Ravens do a lot more pre-snap motion, just in, in teams in general. So they've got a lot of guys as part of Greg Roman's offense. But they did that last year. No, I, I'm not saying it's. I'm just. They need to do it better. They need to be. They yeah, need to just, clean it up. It's honestly just sloppy. I mean, it's just yeah. sloppy by the players who have been called for it. To be quite honest. Yeah. Some now some of it was like I think there were what two or three on tackles who weren't exactly lined up on the line of scrimmage which is a very like judgment call you always see offensive tackles cheating a little bit in those passing situations yeah. they want to get a little further off the line of scrimmage to give themselves a, a little better chance against that pass rusher so like that's a very tic tacky ticky tack kind of judgment call it's not pure sloppiness in my opinion but the, the ones that are on the tight ends and the wide receivers who aren't getting lined up after going in motion and stuff. That's just sloppy. There's no yeah. other way to say it. And they've had yep. too much sloppiness. Really yeah. hurt them too. Sir. I mean, it's really hurt them. In yeah. some bad spots, they've had those, those things happen. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. So you guys can email us as always at the lounge at ravens.nfl.net. We love to hear from you guys. So send in those emails each and every week. All right. So Cowboys this week, Cliff, are you, uh, you excited to see the Des Bryant versus Dallas Cowboys showdown on Tuesday night football? <laughs> It makes it a little more interesting. I know he'll be pumped. Uh, yeah, I mean, he this quickly you usually don't get a shot at your, your old guy. So I am, but it's it's obviously way bigger than that. Um, they just have to, the Ravens have to make sure that they come out. And, and to me, I love to just see them hammer, hammer somebody. Just, you know, <laughs> not not have, have a sweating in the fourth quarter, uh, you know, wondering what's going to happen. <laughs> well, I mean, if people want, oh, I, I hate the Cowboys. I mean, come on now, <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> Since birth, I mean. So yeah, if there's ever a team I love to see them beat sixty-five to nothing, this is it. So <laughs> why not do it? Right? Make me happy. Hey, I'm down with that. I'm down with that, Cliff. Yeah, uh, sure. yeah. Big, big game. The Ravens have to. The Ravens have to win this one. I mean, they can get in the playoffs. Taking one more loss, the toughest, the toughest team left on the schedule is the Browns. I think. You have to win all the rest of them, at least. So, yeah, the, if the Ravens don't win this game, I don't think they're going to the playoffs. So, yeah. got to get it done. Yep, yep. Against Andy Dalton, familiar face, going against the Red Rifle, right? Yes. Red Rifle. Red Rifle. Uh, so, that'll be good to see. Anyway, thanks for listening. As always, you can reach us at the lounge at ravens.nfl.net. And I've got two kids that are napping right now. So, get ready for a big win. <laughs>